0: Friends, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Let's get on to some shoutouts. CJ from Toronto is a big fan of the stories. CJ, I think if you were a character in the stories, you would operate a tree beast nature preserve, where you would watch over a huge forest full of tree beasts. Thanks for listening, CJ. And Jackson from New Lowell, Ontario likes to listen. Jackson, I think if you were a character from the stories, you'd be a special wizard who could make himself so flat that you could squeeze between the pages of a book or slide under a door. Thanks for listening, Jackson. Today's episode is titled Good Guy Pirates on Ice, Part 4. I want to give a special thank you to the real Alex, Ben, Julian, and Lucas, the real life brothers who shared the ideas to make the foundation of this story. Ben, Alex, and Lucas were doing their best to tie themselves up with a length of rope. Julian, could you help us out? asked Ben. This would go a lot quicker if you'd pitch in. Julian held up his hands, except they were covered in ice, and ended in big clumps instead of fingers. I'm not used to working with these clunky ice hands, Julian said. You'll need to get tied up on your own, and be sure to give yourselves an easy way out. Once we get in there, you might need to break free pretty quick. So, I feel like we only have half a plan, said Ben. You're going to lead us into the ice castle like you caught us and we're your prisoners. And then, once we're inside, we wait for the right time to break free and defeat the Ice King. Yeah, that's pretty much it, said Alex. Yeah, but what if there's like a ton of bad guys in there, and we already know how powerful the Ice King is, what if... Alex interrupted him. I think the idea is that we use the element of surprise to gain the edge we need to win. Ben considered this element of surprise. Finally, Ben, Alex, and Lucas had successfully tied themselves to each other. The long rope wrapped all around the three brothers, and they tied the end of the rope to Julian's thick ice arm. Okay, you guys ready? You're going to have to walk together if you don't want to fall down, said Julian. It was very difficult shuffling along all tied up together, and they fell down a lot on the way to the ice castle. When they entered the giant, shiny structure, they saw ice beasts all over. They were just standing around, doing nothing, really. Swaying back and forth, staring at the wall. It was pretty creepy. These were brainless monsters created by the Ice King, and they probably only became activated when the Ice King told them what to do. Julian confidently stomped into the castle rooms, pulling his three brothers behind him with rope. Upon seeing the brothers, some of the other ice beasts turned and looked. Some even took a couple steps toward them, but they must have understood that they appeared to be prisoners and didn't make any further movements. Julian had no idea where he was going. He had never been in this place before. He tried not to look too clueless as he wandered about looking for the ice king. Luckily, this castle was set up like most castles, and Julian figured the Ice King would be at the top in some tower. And he was right. The Ice King was looking out over the ocean from a balcony high up in the main tower. The balcony stuck out of a huge room that was just like a throne room except everything was ice. Ice furniture, ice paintings on the wall, a fireplace made of ice and ice statues of knight's armor, There were many ice minions in this room as well. Ever since they entered the castle, Ben had been counting all the ice beasts. There's 36 of them, Ben whispered to Alex. 36 what? asked Alex. 36 ice beasts, said Ben. We can't fight off 36 ice beasts and the Ice King, even with the element of surprise. Alex was so busy keeping an eye out for the king, he didn't realize this. Oh, Pickles, he gasped. Ben was absolutely right. They couldn't fight off all these ice beasts. They were capable ninjas, but they didn't have superpowers. They were going to have to come up with something quick. When the Ice King heard Julian leading the brothers upstairs, he spun around. (laughs) Oh, ho, ho, ho! You should have left this island when you had the chance. Now you'll be my prisoners and watch as I freeze every island in this world. <laughs> now standing in this room before the Ice King and his minions, the brothers realized how unprepared they really were. Sure, if they busted out of their ropes and attacked, they would have the element of surprise, but what good is that when you're hopelessly outnumbered? Then Ben had an idea. He winked at Alex and turned to the Ice King. Hey, freeze-butt, I'm not scared of you. What did you say to me? The king roared. I am the Ice King. How dare you speak to me that way? How dare you have such an icy butt, said Alex. He wasn't sure what Ben's plan was, but he was excited to jump in on making fun of this evil Ice King. You'll pay for that, weaklings, the Ice King shouted. He swung his tall scepter around and blasted Alex with a bright beam of ice magic. Alex uttered a quiet, "Uh uh-oh, as a thick layer of ice grew around his body, encasing him in a hardened suit of ice armor. Alex now understood Ben's plan. If the two of them were turned into ice beasts and Lucas was able to break them out of the Ice King's spell by hypnotizing them, then they may have a chance in their massive ice-covered bodies. And a second later he was under the control of the Ice King. His growing size stretched the ropes to their breaking point and they snapped, releasing Lucas and Ben. Ben and Lucas spilled onto the ground and the Ice King wasted no time. He swung his scepter around and zapped Ben. As the magical ice slowly grew around Ben's body, Lucas climbed to Alex's shoulders and began to unhypnotize him with the pocket watch. The Ice King lunged forward to knock Lucas off of Alex's shoulders and Julian intercepted him. This was a huge surprise to the Ice King, since he still thought Julian was under his control. Julian smashed into the Ice King with his huge, icy beast body and they both smashed into the wall of the room. "'Hurry up, Lucas!' yelled Julian as he swung and grappled the Ice King, trying to keep him down for long enough to allow Lucas to use his pocket watch to break Alex and Ben from the Ice King's spell. Lucas, on Alex's shoulders now, went to work swinging the pocket watch back and forth in front of his face. Alex quickly broke free from the Ice King's spell, but by now the other ice beasts were descending upon them in a savage assault. Julian was trying desperately to keep the Ice King down, and Alex did his best to protect Lucas as he used the pocket watch on Ben. Alex swung his huge ice arms wildly in all directions, bashing the ice beasts who were all rushing in to attack Lucas. He spun around like a top with his arms sticking out, crushing the ice beasts and knocking them away. Through the sounds of battle, they all heard the other ice beasts marching up the stairs of the castle, responding to the fight and coming to aid their ice king. Alex and Julian protected Lucas long enough for him to break the spell put on Ben, and soon the brothers were fighting at full strength. Ben, Julian, and Alex were huge ice beasts, bashing and smashing in their protective ice armor. They were able to defeat all the ice beasts in this room, and then toss a bunch of ice furniture near the door, creating a barrier that slowed the other beasts from getting in the room. But even in these powerful ice bodies, the Ice King was almost too much. His magical scepter blasted them back, smashing them into walls. And whenever he slammed his scepter into the ground, a shockwave knocked them all down. The brothers were frustrated and tired, and the ice armor surrounding their bodies was beginning to crack. "'All together!' yelled Julian. And the brothers all stood and leaped at the Ice King. The villain swung his scepter, but it was too late. Alex smashed right into him, and they both tumbled down to the floor. Before they could stand up, Ben and Julian piled on, and the weight of their bodies held the Ice King to the ground. Alex kicked away the scepter and yelled, Lucas, now! Lucas leaped across the room like a little spider monkey and landed right on the ice king's face. As the evil king struggled to break free from the brother's grasp, Lucas dangled the pocket watch and swung it gently back and forth, back and forth. The Ice King compulsively followed the watch with his eyes, and his body grew tired, and his icy eyelids grew heavy, and he could not resist the hypnotism any longer. Lucas whispered, Night-night, Popsicle Man, and the Ice King's head dropped to the floor, and his body went limp. The brothers all cautiously stumbled back, and the Ice King slowly stood up. He made no motion to lunge for his ice scepter or attack the boys. He just kind of wobbled around like he was in a trance. Uh, so what do we do now? asked Julian. I think he'll do what we ask, said Alex, just like when we were under his spell. Go away, Popsicle Man, Lucas said. And the Ice King lumbered slowly out to the balcony, where the wind picked up. And the snow and ice swirled and spun, and he disappeared in a tornado of swirling wind. Huh. How about that? You think he'll just keep going forever? asked Ben. No, the hypnotism will wear off eventually, said Alex. Hopefully he'll have no memory of what happened. And look, we've got a cool new scepter. Lucas bent down and picked up the king's ice-cold scepter. The ice beasts throughout the castle had simply crumbled into piles of big chunks of ice and snow. On their way back to the ship, walking through the jungle, they noticed the ice and snow beginning to melt. The sounds of dripping water filled the cold jungle as the icicles and frozen leaves all thawed out in the sun. Without the Ice King's magic, there was nothing to keep these islands cold anymore. The brothers all sat on the beach and thawed out of their ice suits. Maybe we should just relax here for a couple days before we decide on our next mission, suggested Ben. The other brothers nodded, and they spent the next few days thawing out completely and enjoying the sunshine. The End Thanks for listening, friends. Before I sign off, I want you to remember... How You Need to Handle Silly Jokes and Potty Talk. In this episode, the boys made fun of the Ice King by calling him Freeze Butt. Now that's pretty funny, but there is a time and a place to enjoy this kind of talk. If you go around talking about frozen butts all week, then your parents are probably not going to let you listen to this podcast. Because they're going to think, if I let little Sally listen to the Kid Stories podcast, then she's going to go around talking about frozen butts all the time. So enjoy the silly jokes, but remember, there is a time and a place for them. Not all the time, and not every place. The website is kidsstoriespodcast.com. The email is Kidstoriespodcast.gmail.com. at gmail.com. Adios.